Hey everybody, it's Hollywood Steve here with Anna Martin, my co-host on Hell Rankers. Hey, yo. Here on the main feed for a The Nun 2 mini-sode. That's right, The Nun 2, everybody's favorite. Uh, <laughs> everyone's, <laughs> decidedly, everyone's favorite. Uh, literally everyone's favorite, as as it, it somehow made $85 million at the box office internationally this weekend, which... Um, that is very surprising to me. Me too, and somehow wasn't as much as the original Nun, which... Uh, well, I get it. Maybe people didn't know what they were getting into, sure. but this time you knew what you were getting into, totally, kinda, right? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the nun too. Uh, we're gonna open up with a a spoiler free bit, and then uh, after that, we're gonna get on to the spoilers. So we're yeah. gonna try to let you know exactly what happens in this because I, I <laughs> it's the ninth installment of the Conjuring series, and I completely understand if. One, you went and didn't understand what you just watched. Yeah, like, I would say that. That's possible. I, I, I very much sympathize with right. that. <laughs> uh, or two, if you just aren't going to go see it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, stick around for that if, if you're interested. But uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about it without spoiling anything for a little bit here. And I don't think there's a ton to say. Not really. Because this is, um, this is a movie that is a, a sequel to a film that was... Eh. Yeah. Like, not and, great, and not also terrible. a sequel to a movie that was created because people liked a character from a different movie. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a... <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> and the, the character they like is the villain. But then the, the, the sequel here... Is about... Is really yeah. a, about... Is about the the nun from the first one, but then they're plugging in the nun from this, the the Conjuring verse because everybody likes that nun. Yeah. But it doesn't make much sense. No. We'll get to that in the spoiler <laughs> section. Um, <laughs> but here for the spoiler free section, yeah, this is you know we we just uh, rewatched the nun because we're doing the nun or the the Conjuring uh, universe for our Hell Rankers yeah. uh, Patreon episode. Watching them in chronological order, and we're this watching time. Them in chronological order. So this is number two mm-hmm. chronologically in the nine installment Conjuring universe, um, and we the thing is that you know going in, uh, you know to to remain spoiler free, but go, going in you know some things already one yeah. this is taking place before all the conjuring movies mm-hmm. and volek appears in the conjuring 2 correct so if volek's gonna be in this no matter what happens to volek yeah. volek's fine yeah basically it's like there are no stakes no no stakes whatsoever we know they they fail like right. we already know that they're they're right. not gonna succeed in yeah in so no matter conquering. what happens in the movie whether whether like victory or defeat, yeah, doesn't matter. Well, we even I mean even by the end of the first nun, like it really doesn't it, matter. Yeah. yeah, because they they flash back to the part of the Conjuring with the Warrens talking about uh, performing that exorcism, and yeah, they and reveal that yeah. it was Frenchie. Yes, so who? it's like even it, we know that by that point, like twenty or fifteen years later, right. That he's still possessed. Right. So if you so... loved, <laughs> if you loved the nun one, uh, the first nun, and you're watching and you see, oh, Frenchie's possessed in that movie, 
So, oh, I expect I'll see Frenchie at some point again, maybe in the future. But then in this movie, you know, well, that's not the events that they showed at the end of the first movie. So we know there's, there's even more, more events. After that. So again, Frenchie is not in danger. <laughs> In the entire movie, though the movie does try to convince right. us he's in danger several times, it we does. know he can't possibly be. Yeah, and what like this? None of this is a spoiler because this, this is, is all, all information that we know from the other films. Yes, and by the way, this movie will reiterate every. If you didn't see the first Nun movie, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. None they'll two, tell you about it. <laughs> the Nun two will reiterate and literally then, all of it, and they'll also if there's stuff that they decided not to carry over. Over, right. They'll just very briefly give Explain a half-ass yeah. explanation as to why that's yes. not a thing anymore. Yeah, if you liked the priest in the first one, uh, you may have seen in the cast list he's not in this mm-hmm. one. They explain that away yep. immediately. immediately. Yeah. So yeah, it, it it really like coming into the movie there. There's not a lot of stakes from seeing the trailer because you mm-hmm. see there's Volek. Well, okay, I know nothing terrible, fully terrible mm-hmm. can happen to Volek. You see that uh, Frenchie's there. Well, I know that he's going to end up... Yeah. Get, like, if that's not in this, then that's another movie. So he's fine. Right. Uh, the only person you might really be worried about would be... Irene. Irene, the yeah. nun herself. And then perhaps some of the new characters that are introduced. Yes, and some of the new characters, of course, are put into danger. And we got some cool new characters. Uh, you know, they're all cuties. There's a nurse and, and her daughter... Uh, the nurse who's and played, she's a teacher. She's oh sorry, not nurse. The teacher, yeah, and her daughter, and the teacher is played by uh, Anna Popowell. Th- yes, from the the Chronicles oh yeah, of Chronicles Narnia. of Narnia. Yes, That's immediately it. like she like popped through the window at some point, uh-huh. like looking out, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's yeah. Susan Pevensey. <laughs> yeah, and you also uh, her daughter is cute, and we got this new uh, uh, novitiate mm-hmm. nun sister Deborah, lady, sister Deborah who. Sh- what? She's struggling with her faith, right. so she's kind of doing like it's kind of giving Sister Irene the chance to mentor someone right. who was kind of in her same position. But it's in also the, first the exact one. same story arc of the yeah. first one. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's so she's struggling with her faith. She doesn't really want to be a nun. We learn like she was just kind of put there. Yeah, um, yeah, and so it's it's a similar story to the first yeah. one. So. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, to, to avoid any spoilers beyond that, or, uh, I, I don't want to spoil it if you want to go in, you know, knowing nothing about it. Uh, it's boring to yeah. me. It, it, it has some cool moments. Yeah, it, that it does. are broken up too much. There's right. There's just not like enough connecting them in an interesting way to make me enjoy the film yeah it feels it just kind of feels like they were wasted almost because like there there are some parts that are really cool Mm -hmm. and so it's like oh well why couldn't you have just done that with all of it right yes i would have it would have made more sense if it was just all like shitty like why waste something (laughs) cool in this the rest of this like flaming heap and i i can see because i went into this with a with hope because because Kayla Cooper's name is attached to this, and right. she's the writer of Malignant and Megan, uh, movies I love. Uh, if you just heard those two and said, oh, that's a turnoff, well, don't worry, because yeah. this doesn't feel like an Kayla Cooper doesn't. movie at all. No. Um, and if that's if that's something you're interested in, don't go searching uh, The Nun 2 for a Kayla Cooper, because mm-hmm. it, it, they have her third 
listed for the screenplay, which makes me think because they brought her in originally to write the screenplay, mm-hmm. and then September of last year they brought in Ian Goldberg and Richard Nang of uh, shit Autopsy, Autopsy of Jane Doe. Every time I think of that title, I think of Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, they wrote <laughs> Autopsy of Jane Doe. So, which, as like, everybody knows, is that's your... my most middleest of the road movie. <laughs> But uh, if if you're a fan of that movie, you may be thinking like, oh, well, then it's, you know, maybe it's going to be like their their type of of movie. And it feels like, no, they probably Mm -hmm. brought them in too late for them to do that. And even though they they are listed first on the screenplay uh, by credit, it it seems like maybe they were asked to do certain things. Yeah. And then that just doesn't all link together well. It really does feel like there's like three movies. Yeah, there are three movies supposed to be happening in this and they're just all like glommed together. Like they very tangentially, if at all, touch in in hardly any areas. It's just like a, a bunch of events that are happening at the same time. Right. That we're supposed to, I guess, like care about how it all well, interweaves, but it just doesn't really. I can see a potential movie where Sister Sister Irene and uh, Sister Deborah go to investigate, you know, the the main story plot, mm-hmm. and uh, it's all new stuff and a new villain and, right. and whatnot. And that's all interesting. And basically sister Irene is mentoring sister Deborah. Yeah. Et cetera. Which would be kind of a cool, that's kind of yeah, cool. Like but it feels, type yeah. Like X Filesy type. Yeah. It feels like they were like, it feels like the producers must have been like, no, we need more from the first one. Cause people really like the first one. So right. it feels like the Frenchie stuff is kind of tacked on to me. Like it could be literally anybody. It doesn't right. have to exactly. be a character from the first one. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, we're, <laughs> we, we both, I think, agree somewhat on the Conjuring uh, universe mm-hmm. as to like, which are the good ones. And right. if you want to hear how we feel about that, check out the Hell Rankers, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. That'll come uh, that'll out later come out, this month. Yeah, the end of this month. Um, but neither of us was huge on The Nun. No. So I, if, if somebody was huge on The Nun, would you say this is the type of movie they'd like? I feel like it's too different from the first one, really, yeah, to yeah. like That's even be able to use it as a reference point. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, and like, I I don't think that the first one is a good movie. No, but like, it, uh, but I have fun with it because like got some elements. Yeah, that I like, like it, 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 it. It's for the most part, it looks really good, and the performances well shot, yeah. are good, and they're still doing a a lot of practical yeah. makeup and stuff. So, and also just like from the point where I was at in my life, uh-huh. you know, it was it was one of the first horror movies that I went and saw in theaters by myself like after i graduated from a bible college that did not allow us to you know go to the movies much less watch horror movies you know like at all and it was just kind of like me being like i'm an adult now i'm free i'm taking like this and you sold your soul to the devil i did and that's why i don't Uh go to church anymore because i saw the nun in theaters but yeah, yeah so like i i have like fond associations with it because of that even though like no, it's not great. <laughs> like, these movies aren't great. And I can say uh, that the first one is directed by Corin Hardy, who directed a, a movie called The, the Hollow. 
Oh, I or think Hallow, I've heard the Hallow. of that, but I haven't seen it. And I think you're right. The first Nun movie is shot well. Mm-hmm. This yeah. one is directed by the director of The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, and The Curse of La Llorona, yes. which is tangentially related mm-hmm. to The Conjuring universe. And I, I mean, we're going to watch it again. Yeah. And so this may have been the fault of the theater that I saw The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It in, but as, but... When I saw that movie, it looked like shit. Like yeah. maybe, maybe it was an it, issue no, with the with the screens I, or like whatever. Like, I hated it. Yeah, and it did. It did it to me. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know about this. It just yeah. seemed so ramshackle. And yeah, I I, I think that yes, uh, I I was not impressed by the Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. And then honestly, watching this, not impressed. Yeah. by like there's some cool moments. And cool like images, but I mm-hmm. wouldn't say that I can think of a lot of great shots. Yeah, 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 for sure. And like most of the things that I did like weren't even really part of like the the story that we've had thus right. far, anyway. So it's yeah. just kind of like what, <laughs> yeah. like you know. Yeah, so uh, I think that's about as far as we can get into uh, a spoiler-free review. But before we step out of the spoiler section, (laughs) we should talk just briefly. Oh my God, you guys! About the the curse of the nun too. This movie is fucking cursed. It must be. Now this is gonna start out pretty mild. Uh, I went to go see the movie. We 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 went separately uh, to to. Uh, because my dog is is very separation anxiety e, and <laughs> she would uh, go insane by herself. So uh, I went separately, and w- when I sat down, there were there were two ladies sitting a, a few seats down from me yeah. who were already talking like pretty pretty boisterously during <laughs> the the trailers, and I could tell they were probably tipsy. Yeah. Um, and they were making a lot of jokes just and stuff. Out and I was on like, the town. Yeah, they were just enjoying themselves, and I was like, all right, you know, whatever. And honestly, throughout most of the early bit of the movie, uh, like at first I was a little annoyed by it because. Mm-hmm. In the opening, I was I was like real invested, but after a while, you know, lost that investment, yeah. and it got a little bit funnier to me. <laughs> but then after a while, it was like, well, they keep harping on the same material well, yeah, because the movie doesn't give you yeah. any. Like, what are they yeah, going to be ripping on anyway? Yeah. They're just like, yeah. So like after a while, they were just doing countdowns to when they thought there would be scares, oh and God. at first it was funny, yeah. Uh, and it would have been really funny if they got it right, but yeah. they never got it right. There's no payoff. So yeah, no payoff. Like, so it, it was annoying. I imagine that happened like 17 times too. Because yeah, they, there's yeah, so many fucking pointless so many, scares. <laughs> yes, there's so many times where they're like clearly building to something. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Oh, so that that I I didn't love the overall experience, but I to feel like I was glad it happened at the Nun too. Yeah. Right? Oh sure. Like I, I wasn't. I wasn't fully invested in the movie after the yeah. first few minutes. Oh, my so God. So then you go to the... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I I feel like I have to preface this with... I love going to the movies. I know like, you do. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> yeah. I, I truly love going to the movies. I have been very lucky in having, like, mostly just, like, great experiences. Right. Like, I really haven't had to deal with, like, a lot of, like, those horror stories that mm-hmm. you hear um, sometimes. But this truly 
and genuinely <laughs> was the worst theater going experience I have ever had in my entire life. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So <laughs> I get there. My seat is like one um, from the end of the row. So there's like one on the end of the row and then me and then, you know, the rest of the row. And uh-huh. on each side is an empty seat. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Like I have my own little space here. Like this is great. Like these were prepaid seats. Like I chose the one so that like I didn't have to be next to anyone. Like if people had come like in whatever, but like, right. you know, it's it's great. Like I'm great. The movie's starting and uh-huh. I'm like, okay, perfect. I'm like ready to go, ready uh-huh. to see the nun too. I'm so excited and everything. And then like, I kid you not, the movie's starting. This party of six women Uh comes traipsing up the stairs. Yeah. Four of them file into the row in front of me, directly in front of me. And then the other two make their way up to my row. Uh Uh-huh. So, and I, I have my, like, my footrest out. You know, and, and and they start kind of like bumping into it a little bit. And like, I'm kind of like, oh, like, I don't know, like what's going like, oh, no, like they were try- having trouble getting through uh-huh. seats and whatever. Which and th- shouldn't be the case. Right. Because at these, this theater, they, there's yeah, so these much rows are so right. big. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so and so I'm not really sure what to do. And then the one the one lady leans down, like literally in my face, like in my zone and is like, can you do you mind moving seats so that we can sit next to each other? And I was like, sure yeah if it will <laughs> like, end this please like, what can i do like yeah. I can't, i'm not gonna say no like i'm gonna look like an asshole so i was like oh fine okay so like it kind of like annoyed me but like i was like committed to like still having a good time right so like i moved over into the next chair and then like the the person next to me on that side is like on her phone and i'm like great and and her like the the sleeve of her cardigan that she wasn't wearing was like just lightly draped over into Uh my seat but like not enough that i could like move it without it being weird like it would just be like yeah and so i was like oh fuck okay well it's okay it's okay and so like i'm settling in whatever and then like two or three minutes into the movie another person comes up and starts coming through our row she gets to my seat where my footrest once again is up uh-huh. and then she just starts walking into it repeatedly what is going on? yeah like she's she's walking into it like and she's like excuse me sorry excuse me sorry like like a fucking video game character <laughs> trying to walk into a wall and i was like what is happening so like i'm like trying to start like putting my my footrest down so she can go by even though like as established there's uh-huh. so much room in right. front of that area a ton of room to just walk but clearly she's not figuring it out up. at Doesn't all matter. Yeah. yeah and so she gets then to the girl next to me who also has her feet rest up and does the same goddamn thing again i don't i don't know finally like she figured it out with this girl like she like i guess she just kind of like was scooting like to the edge and finally like kind of like got around the edge of of the thing and i was like that was wild okay so i'm like so i'm already like it's five minutes into this movie or something i have like no idea what's happening so i'm like okay fine no it's fine and i go to put my footrest back up and nothing happens and i look down and i'm like pressing the button and nothing's happening oh, and i shit. look at it and the down button is jammed down oh so i start jiggling it and nothing's happening and i'm like i'm kind of like looking around like what because like these chairs are huge and like i mean i know that like i'm not very tall right. but like <laughs> 
like my feet are not touching the floor right. in these things so like it's not comfortable so i'm right. like great i get to sit here now with my feet dangling like for the entire movie just like okay and i'm like because you can only jiggle it so much right, before, before people start getting like annoying. what the fuck are you yeah. doing you know mm-hmm. so i was like okay okay <sighs> i'm like trying to collect myself right and then the lady next to me who initially had come up and asked me to move, uh-huh. you know, she and her friend this whole time have been passing like snacks back and forth to like the <laughs> row in front of them. They're like talking just in full voices. Right. Uh-huh. So she gets up and walks down to the row in front of us. Yeah. And she's just standing there talking to her friends and they're like figuring out some snack situation or something. And then she sits down and I'm like, what is she like sitting on somebody's lap what's going on uh-huh. and i'm like is she gonna come back like what like wh- is she did she just decide to like leave permanently like what's going on uh-huh. and so i'm it's like a few minutes go by and then her head pokes up and she looks at her friend and she she starts motioning like hey come down here with us come down here with us so her friend gets up and leaves and goes down and sits down and i'm like what so like this is a movie theater i didn't realize this at first this is a movie theater where you can move the armrests up so they basically just like made a futon i guess out of movie theater movie theater seats Uh and just decided to all cram down in there and i'm like okay so okay what so i'm like i'm getting my fucking seat back like Uh if they come back that's you know they gave it up i moved once i'm not fucking moving again so i hop back into my seat and I go to put the fucking footrest up. Uh-huh. And the fucking footrest does not go up. <laughs> Somehow this one has become jammed also. And okay. I'm like... What, do you think it's possible that people walking into it while it was up is what jammed? Oh, I didn't think about that. <sighs> I, maybe. That's insane. That anyway. is so interesting. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So, yeah. So, like, it's not going up. And at this right. point, I'm like, is this, like, a fucking comedy sketch that <laughs> happening to me right now? Like, is this a yeah. fucking Monty Python? Yeah. Like, you know. And so, I I just, like, t- reached over to the end seat. Uh-huh. And I tested the, the, the footrest thing. And it started to go up. And I was like, okay. That is my fucking seat I'm for the rest in of that, this movie. And I'm staying in that. I'm staying in this seat. <laughs> it's my seat. And n- like now, I don't know, 15 minutes in, I'm like finally like calming down enough to be like, okay, I can finally pay attention to this movie. Right. At some point, some guy also walked through and fully just tripped over my legs and like fell on like what? across my legs on the thing. And I'm just like because it's not fully dark in there. No. You can, like, they have the floorways, like, lit. What is going I, on? I don't, I think that, I don't know. I It's cursed, clearly. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, okay, those things sound mild. But then, after I pick Anna up from the theater, uh, we, we, ta- we take a little right out of Jesus. the theater. And then we see a pedestrian hit and run. Literally, like the the car that had them like zoomed between us, us like, like between cars us, going yes. opposite directions zoomed between us between and we were like what was that and yeah. then we were like we see these these pedestrians like f- fully just you know and the the guy just kind of like dusted himself off it and kept going like what the like you oh my god like i seriously like i as i was 
processing it. Like, I kept just going like, did we just see a hit and yeah. run? Yeah. Like, it was so wild. Like, the, the person clearly just zoomed off. And then, like, another car came zooming through, I guess, after them. They weren't yeah. going to catch them, though. No. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, Portland's wild, y'all. Don't get in a Don't car here. Don't drive here. Don't get in a car here. <laughs> um, but then, even worse than a hit and run. <laughs> <laughs> the most, um, like, I, oh. I can't, uh, incontrovertible proof that this movie is cursed. Cursed to the hills. Yeah, we recorded an entire hour and 15 minute episode, <laughs> mini-sode, on The Nun 2 that you are not currently listening to because the audio was uh, not up to snuff. It, it was, was pretty unusable. rough. Unusable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, all, the equipment wasn't working to begin with, so we, we did a workaround to yeah. fix it. Uh, and the workaround decided that it was going to crap out, too. Right, so. and then now, now Logic's working just fine. So thanks. <laughs> thanks, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, in conclusion for the, the spoiler-free part, uh, I didn't like it, and you didn't care for it too much. Yeah, not really. But not it's also really. cursed. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here we go with the spoilers. Off we go into the land of spoilers, and... Um, we're, we're just gonna, we're gonna work through the movie here just in case you don't want to go see it. Yeah. We'll I get you, it if you don't you want happens. to. This yep. is what, this is what happens because there is a, there's a like post credit scene mm-hmm. connecting it to what will be the next conjuring, conjuring movie. movie. Yeah. So yeah, like I guess if you're, if you're a conjuring fan and you do want to know what happened, this movie takes place after uh, a few years after the first one, mm-hmm. 1956, and we start out in uh, in France. Right. We're open, uh, you know, on this this little boy going to a church where uh, the priest uh, asks him to go get some sacramental wine, mm-hmm. uh, and the kid goes down to the basement, and of course we're like, oh no, what's going to happen in the basement? And the basement's creepy, but he grabs the wine, comes back up, and then uh, you know. Goes back to take the wine back, and it's creepier now. <laughs> yeah. Right? Now it's creepier <laughs> Ooh, for some up reason. Up in the ante. Right? So he then puts the wine back where it goes, but things get so creepy that the wine shatters. Yeah, like the bottle like cracks. Yeah. They make a big deal of that sound effect a lot. I yeah, feel like having do. that like crackling sound uh-huh. effect throughout. Like it's yeah, a, scary a lot of crackling. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the, 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 the wine bottle just shatters and a kid comes running up. Oh no. Uh, and when he gets up there, uh, he tells the priest and the priest of course, uh, is then uh, attacked by an unknown force, which I think this is, is like, this had me kind of interested immediately Mm -hmm. because when Volek starts attacking the priest, like he gets like kind of locked yeah, place. I did see that. Yeah. I didn't see all of the things that you are telling us about right, right. now because I was so distracted. But right. I did see him kind of do those like Saruman hand things uh-huh. where like his fingers really <laughs> yes. clenched up a bunch. Yeah, and uh, uh, Valak raises him up in the air and then he bursts into flames. Yeah, didn't and I. <laughs> I burst out laughing because it was like so unexpected and it uh, sounds awesome. It was fun. I thought it was cool. And this was like the height of the movie for me until uh, much later. There's, there's something cool that happens and we'll talk about it. But, 
you know, the this was the height of the movie, and it kind of was all downhill for a while because after this, it just mm-hmm. gets pretty boring. Where we, yeah, uh, we're returning to um, Irene, mm-hmm. which you know we expected. This is the nun after right, all, right. and it's. She's a full-blown nun she's now. She's not just like a nun in training yep. who's like, I don't want to be a nun. Instead, she's a nun who is now working with a nun in training who doesn't want to be a nun. <laughs> right. Who isn't, yeah, fully committed to the faith. Much like she wasn't. Right. Yes. But <laughs> she keeps telling her how important it is to be committed to the faith. Right. Rather than saying like, you know what? I was in your exact yeah. same situation. Uh-huh. And then like, I had to fight a fucking demon. <laughs> and you know what? You should probably not become a nun because that's the type of stuff I got to yeah. deal with now. <laughs> right? Oh my uh-huh. God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we know that it is like, you know, uh, very like affects her still because yeah. They we we cut to a group of nuns sitting in a circle like peeling right. potatoes or something, and one of them is telling the story of what happened in, in the, the first, first movie, movie. Yeah, to which, the nuns. Again, we're going to be reminded of all that stuff right. again. Right. So don't don't worry and if you don't catch it this time either. Honestly, I kind of loved this scene. It because, was a good scene. Yeah, yeah because like. At first, I was like, oh, like, it's all these nuns and, like, you you kind of expect them to be, like, proper and, like, stern and prim and stuff. But they're all just, like, listening so intently to this literal horror story of the stuff that's happening. And at first, I was like, oh, that's kind of, like, a funny thing. But I I actually think it's, like, really insightful into how morbid so much of Catholic lore and, like, their legends and mythologies Uh and all of that is. Like, they, they idolize these martyrs and everything and they uh-huh. tell these horrendous yes. like horrific stories of things that like they love that shit and they like cut out her eyes and yeah. they caught her on fire totally. yeah. like like it's like yeah of course they would eat that up like, yeah yeah absolutely and so yeah that that scene again yeah i, I was still kind of interested and mm-hmm. then they cut to uh, uh frenchie and show us what he's up to and honestly I didn't need Frenchie in this movie. No. The second they cut to him, I was like, oh, he's in this? Yeah. Like, mm, well, because don't they don't, that. they ba- spend barely any time on him in the first movie anyway. Right. So they really didn't get to know him that well. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't really care much. And at the end, when you find out he's the person who gets the exorcism that the Warrens are showing, it's like, well, I didn't hear anything about the Warrens being mm-hmm. in this, so I know that's not going to happen. Well, it's the totally wrong time period anyway. Right. Yeah. So, like, so it's like... Not, so then we know that no matter what, Frenchie's going to survive this. And that means that later when he's possessed mm-hmm. and stuff, it's like, well, okay, well, this is going to resolve. And also, like, the demon that's possessed him being Volok, we know Volok's in The Conjuring 2, so no matter what happens to mm-hmm. Volok, we know it's not defeated, so there's not a lot of stakes there either. Right. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, uh, Frenchie is is at this girls' school, the boarding school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's um, we. This is where we're introduced to some of our new characters. We have a a the mistress, headmistress of the school, who mm-hmm. Who's literally a has. Mm-hmm. 
no effect no on the plot whatsoever. She's literally an expendable character that is only there. She's there to die. To, to die. And be a corpse. And be scared. A scary corpse. Yeah. yeah that's like, her purpose. That is the only... Yeah. So, it's so crazy because they make such a big deal of this character who, if she, ha- if she wasn't there, the story doesn't change at all. No, no, but... It just makes the story she, longer. She wouldn't She wouldn't have been a corpse, and that's creepy. Oh, so. right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, so, so right. you got the, the uh, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead babysitter who dies way too early and really isn't important at all. Yeah. Maybe that was the inspiration, I wonder. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we were also introduced uh, to the teacher who's mm-hmm. played by, what's her name? Anna, Anna Pavlowell. Okay, yep. and um, her, daughter, her daughter Sophie. Sophie. Who the these are uh, the main characters of this movie that's going on, <laughs> where Frenchie works at a boarding school. Yeah, and um, he is he's nice to Sophie, who is bullied by the other mean mm-hmm. girls. Like they all seem to be kind of like yeah. rich, rich girls. They yeah. look they look down on Frenchie because he's a servant, right? Yeah, um, so, but they're also kind of like a little bit scared of him. It seems, yeah, which is gonna t- turn out to be like for good reason because he's still possessed yeah. or still like under the influence of Volek, which I guess he like I I don't fully understand it. The first movie kind of like showed them fighting Volek when Volek was possessing them. Mm-hmm. So I guess he's just been fighting it this whole time, but doesn't know he's under the influence. Like that's the explanation we get. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. They they're not very uh, consistent with their rules of right. how possession works. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we got those characters, and then yeah, as as we said, uh, there's Sister Irene who is working with Sister. Um, fuck what's her name deborah deborah yes sister yeah. deborah yeah and they're they like deborah's working through her faith issues and doesn't really believe in miracles and specifically doesn't believe that when you know they they do the eucharist that it actually turns into the body and right. blood of christ so that's our story arc for this movie which right. is a movie about another nun finding who doesn't believe faith. in miracles and then finds her faith after fighting a demon. Yeah. Exactly like the first movie, which, by the way, could have just been the movie without Sister Irene. It yeah. could just be another movie where mm-hmm. Volek tries to, uh, you know, fight. I mean, it's boring. Right. But that that's a whole other movie. Yeah. Um, and we can also, like, I can tell that the movie is trying to like give us this idea that you know Irene is like still dealing with this stuff and yeah. doesn't really because when she overhears the nuns telling the story of what happened like right. she's very upset by it especially because they they say how like the 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 priest became a hero and was right. he was he was promoted to bishop uh-huh. but then they say no one knows who the nun was like they <laughs> legend says that she lives in an asylum now because she couldn't handle what happened and everything and so it's like she she had if for some reason like she has this burden to bear and she yeah. she she like is committed to the cause but she d- d- won't even talk to any, anybody about it like yeah yeah so it's like she's trying to connect with this this person that has been through the same thing as her but for some reason she just she can't just say like yeah, I've been like, through the same thing as it's you. It's just yeah. yeah. But then she is called in by the cardinal to investigate 
this death and a series of other deaths mm-hmm. that have happened across Europe. So it's not like nobody knows who she right, is. Right, exactly. So she doesn't. she's not in hiding. Exactly. It makes no sense it as doesn't. to why people don't actually know right. like, the story. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, they've, they have traced these series of, of deaths, mysterious deaths, like in, basically in a pattern from yeah. Romania getting closer to France. So it's like, right. I guess, like in a line from Romania to where they are now in France. So she has to go from Italy by train to France. And guess who sneaks on? <laughs> that sister, Deborah. She just sneaks on because she wants to hang out, I guess, or whatever. Um, and then they they have their 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 train trip where they bond a little bit more mm-hmm. and sister irene that seems to have no problem really with her just joining the trip She's yeah like, oh, like okay. the dialogue like is like oh you shouldn't come with me and then oh but i wanna yeah, oh okay immediately <laughs> thrown out the window yeah <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, they, they get there to, to France, and Sister Irene has this vision where she sees um, the boy mm-hmm. that, like... Um, so they're in, they're in the church right, when they first the get church. there, and she sees kind of, I guess, like what had happened to the priest, right. and then the boy comes in through the door, and he's holding the rosary, right? Right. And ja- he, Jacques was Jacques, his name. Jacques, yeah, he Jacques. gives her the rosary in the dream, but then like he disappears. Right. And we don't know this is a vision, as far as Not I remember watching it. Not so we're just first. watching it thinking, wait, what? And then she like goes to this newsstand and is standing. No, 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 no. no. This is that's separate. That's a separate vision. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So she's so much of this movie, you guys, is flashback and vision. It is very now. Yeah, it can be hard to keep straight. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so this is the time that like sh- the boy disappears, right. and they're still in the church. And Sister Deborah's like, Sister Irene, are you okay? Blah blah blah. Why right. are you acting so weird? Uh-huh. So, so then the vision later with uh-huh. the boy again. She she had followed. She had gone outside. It's the middle of the night, and this group of boys was playing soccer, and like ran past her, uh-huh. and then one of them stopped to tie his shoe. So, and she recognizes him as the boy from the vision in the church. Okay. And so she starts talking to him and asking him questions about the priest and things and where the rosary is and all this this stuff. And, and he's kind of talking to her, but very vaguely. Like, he's not uh-huh. really answering her questions, but just enough to know that, like, yeah. she's on the right track. Purely for the convenience of the movie. Right. Like, not just telling us things, like, soon, like... Oh, it was so pointless. Yeah, it and really so was. And then the boys come running back and he joins the group again and they go running off. And so she's kind of trying to chase him because she wants to know more. The group goes around a corner. She follows them and they're gone. So are they real or not? Like, well, I don't know. She, well, because she's having a vision. So, but, but then so she keeps going. She is having a vision, but like the... The boy is alive because yeah, no, he's not dead. Yeah, he's not dead. So it's like, why is she having a vision of the boy? And then he disappears, like he's a ghost or something. But he's not a ghost. Yeah, like the movie presents us that before we really know he is alive. Yeah, because we're told then the next morning 
Deborah tells us just in exposition. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jacques came by yeah. and handed me the no worries. We have rosary. We have the thing we were looking for that you were spending the last twenty right. minutes looking for that had nothing to do with anything. Right. But but I will say though that that vision does end in one of my favorite parts of the movie uh-huh. visually. Um, as you said, the newsstand. Yeah. Uh, like she she finds this magazine stand and like the the wind starts kicking up and so the pages are like flipping. And I know that some of this must have had like would have had to definitely be CGI, but I'm pretty sure some of it like just was practical. Yeah, it was, like there you was know. definitely practical. Yeah. Like there were real magazines there. Yeah, totally. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so like as they're flipping, like you start to see like flashes of like different shapes and things, and uh-huh. and you can it, it really feels like they're trying to like reveal something through the pages and then finally it they all stop flapping and it's like kind of an outline in the shape of Volok. It's not quite Volok, like it, but it's just like the outline of yeah. the demon and like textures that look like the face and things. Yeah. And so and then it just kind of stops and it's really it's really it quiet cool. and it's cool like yeah. it looks really cool and and they do this a few times throughout the movie where they tease us into thinking that Volok is there but then really it's just a pattern that looks like him and right. at first I thought it was kind of dumb like it's I was like cheap. oh stop yeah. like yeah. stop like baiting and switching us but then like I kind of like like the fact that like religious people do that it's in true. real life like Jesus in the toast you know like yeah. they, they like see patterns in things and then like, yeah. uh, like put so, so much is, yeah. meaning on it and well, stuff and this brings up the fact that these movies are super religious like yeah, the, the central thesis of the movies is that like believe in Jesus and he'll fix these problems also he'll cause them yeah but yeah. don't worry that he fixes them too right but you gotta believe so and sometimes like, he doesn't fix them if they're if they just decide not to like try to pray about right. it then Jesus is cool with it happening like right. but he'll stop it if you pray good enough but and you gotta pray fast enough yeah. too we learned yeah. in the nun <laughs> the first one that you, you got they got some speed it's gotta be in there too yeah yeah it, it's like the, I hate the premise of yeah. all the conjuring movies. Right. Two yeah. of the premises, one being that Catholicism's right, and two being that the Warrens aren't fucking grifters. Yeah. Uh, but th- this movie, like, it's so much of it. Like, I think it, if somebody were to say this has heart, I'd be like, oh, so you go to church? Yeah. Like, this movie doesn't have heart. Yeah. It's got. It's got. It's. It, it's got the the. The idea that re- having religion in it is f- like something mm-hmm. heartfelt. Well, it's like what you you know you coined this, or we we came up with this right. this phrase of uh-huh. a subgenre the other day um, that we're actually hopefully going to cover on Legacy of Brutality yes, at will. some point. Yes, one hundred percent. Bible fanfic. Yeah, this like, is, yeah this is Bible fanfic. All the Conjuring movies are Bible fanfic. As is like the Exorcist, the right, Omen, right. like you know, Stigmata, any any number of religious movies that just take take the concepts, uh-huh. like general ideas from the Bible, and then like some usually uh, wild Catholic mm-hmm. mysticism, and toss that all together with like maybe some Latin words for right. demon names right. or whatever, and, and boom. I kind of like I kind of get like the draw of that because like how different is it really from like uh, other like t- 
types of legends and mythology. Right, like yeah. Catholic, how different is Catholicism from like Greek mythology? Oh, it's not. It's like, not different at yeah. all. They just adopted so, all those things and threw some Jesus into. There it. are like, totally some like insane stories from those yeah. like you know like paths of faith or whatever that like I could totally see why people would want to make fan fiction out absolutely, of it. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, but the fact that people do actually take it seriously as well is like yeah and that uh, i mean i guess you can look at these movies and go like well nobody could take these seriously seriously yeah, right yeah. but there there are reasons to to still find like for me it, it's still just tiresome yeah i don't think anybody's taking the religion bits of it seriously but i just you can't throw religion in to try to make me care yeah. about something. Yeah. Like, to me, it's real. The first See, movie's real dumb. That Sister Irene even gives a shit about any of this. Right? Yeah. This, honestly, though, this whole concept to me is kind of foreign. Like, the fact right? that, like, you pointed out that it, it probably is a lot of Catholics that are uh, the reason why that that it's doing it's, so well, well yeah i looked into it and like it does it do, these movies do extremely well in uh, like largely catholic mm -hmm. countries yeah uh, like it, it well and also in indonesia which is not a catholic country predominantly muslim country but largely catholic countries like the, these movies do really well yeah, and, and i feel like you need some basis in religion to be scared by them yeah yeah and didn't you like w was there some some like subreddit or something where like, oh yeah i was looking in the catholicism subreddit about just you know to see if people had talked about it and people had people had talked about you know both like representations of catholicism and horror movies and a lot it seemed like a lot of people felt like catholics always look bad in horror movies and i'll be like i mean catholics yeah, yeah general, maybe maybe like, check yourself in real life right like before you worry about that whole spotlight thing. yeah like maybe worry about your irl yeah, appearance yeah. before you worry about how you're portrayed in media right but i did yeah i did see people talking uh on the subreddit uh, about the conjuring movies and what i gathered from that is you know a, a lot of a lot of people with well reasoned ideas, and these are people who are writing on the Catholicism subreddit. Mm -hmm. So you're already weirdos, yeah. <laughs> uh, but a, a lot of well reasoned, just like uh, I just think of it as fiction. Yeah, like it's 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 based somewhat in the ideas of Catholicism, but like. You know, a lot of them don't, uh, you know, some of the comments I saw didn't see the Warrens as like legit, uh -huh. but did think that they probably ran into actual demons. Yeah. <laughs> so like. Yeah. But see, this is, this is such a foreign idea to me that like people of a particular faith would not mind that like there that there are <laughs> movies like portraying certain aspects right. of this like not accurately to what sure. they believe because like for me like growing up like independent fundamental baptist anytime there was a movie that was like a based on a bible story like if it was not accurate yeah. it was like oh no like that's that's just gonna show people the wrong idea of you know right. the bible and we we can't support that at all so it's just like so interesting to me like i guess just the normal human ability to be able to tell the difference <laughs> right. between fiction and right <laughs> yeah like, I, I yeah know. i think that is something that okay so definitely when the exorcist came out there there was there was a, a stink among catholics and, and and there have 
been movies that have caused that stink, but over time, and especially like, uh, you know, Catholicism isn't one of those religions that tells people to not consume art and yeah. not enjoy entertainment. So like the people, they people do, and you can read Catholic interpretations of conjuring reviews and stuff like that, or Catholic reviews that try to interpret yeah. the conjuring through, you know, a Catholic lens. You can, you can see that because, you know, what, what's better than protesting is getting out in front of it, right? Yeah. Like you, you, you review it, you say like how accurate it is. I, I think that's a, that's a, a reasonable religious response <laughs> to a film. Whereas, yeah, getting upset that a film even yeah, exists and I protesting it being shown to I, anyone. I went to, uh, or I, I went to church with a guy who said that, that, um, the, the reason why the guy who played Jesus in The Passion of the Christ, right. that he got, he got electrocuted. He got struck by lightning. Yes, struck set. by lightning yeah. because he it was heresy for him to portray <laughs> Jesus yeah. on screen because he's not worthy. Like, this is the type of people that I... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, like I mean, that I was around. Like we can't show depictions of Jesus. Like, right. Or, like my college put on a, a like a, a Jesus play. Right. Where the like they didn't even have anyone play Jesus because they didn't want to show a person playing Jesus. Okay. All of his lines were voiceover, and there weren't even that many. It's like it's so it's a Jesus play, not really about Jesus, but they still couldn't show <laughs> Jesus because they felt that that would be disrespectful to God. Wait, isn't that? I mean that that's Islam, right? Islam d- doesn't allow representations of of the saints. Yeah, and I yeah. mean, like, I don't want to paint saints, the picture sorry. that like everyone that I knew like thought that way, but that is a thing that huh. like you know some people feel very strongly that's about. That's so interesting. I mean, because like when you look in Christianity, like there for the longest time, artistic representations of Christ and and the stories of Christ and whatnot were used. To spread the stories and whatnot. It's yeah. wild to imagine people today being like, no, yeah. <laughs> that's I bad think, and wrong. I think part of it is a reaction to like not wanting to have like the same thing that c- Catholics have with all of their relics and iconography and everything, like not wanting to have these yeah. things being made into idols, which by the way, like in these movies, yeah. the fact that they have so many relics yeah. and, and holy items and things uh-huh. of, of power that these demons want, yes. like, just they could just decide that it's not a holy thing. Right. Like, they could just decide, oh, we don't need that, so the demons aren't going to try to get right. it. Exactly. They are creating their own problems. They are. In, the, in these movies, the existence of these artifacts like creates so many... Uh, like, what what is Valak meant to do with the eyes of St. Lucy yeah, that is going just, to be so bad? They're just... They're, there's some old powerful. broad's eyes. She lost them. <laughs> yeah. She got she got she got them taken out by a pagan. Like I what are they gonna do? I just don't understand. Right. Like, yeah, you're right. But again, like in in, in real existence, uh, where things like that do exist, the toe of a saint or whatever, like I think most reasonable Catholics don't see them as significant yeah. as anything other than potentially a yeah. historical but that, artifact. That's why yeah. this is Bible fanfic. Right, just exactly. Like, you know, yeah. sparkles everything yeah. up a little bit. <laughs> so, okay, so ba- back in the movie world, 
Uh, so yeah, uh, Jacques gave uh, Deborah the the rosary off screen. Off screen, <laughs> we never hear from never, him again. Never hear from Jacques again. Don't At least know. that I remember. Gosh, I, I don't think we do. Oh, maybe. Anyway, so in the boarding school, Sophie's being bullied by her classmates, mm-hmm. uh, and they they take her. Uh, into this part of the abandoned like part of the chapel of the mm-hmm. school that no one's supposed to be in and they they tell her the story yes uh-huh. yes so there's this legend this part of the movie actually feels like it was meant to be something else and they just yeah put it i wonder here. if a kayla cooper wrote yeah. a a a movie about this children's boarding school that did not right. involve frenchie totally. and and had like this uh, goat demon that we're going to learn uh-huh. about here and whatnot. Yes. And the nun comes in to help with this situation. And Volek is not involved at all. Yeah. Yeah. So so they these three girls, they lead Sophie to this window, this uh, stained glass window uh-huh. that depicts a goat. Yeah. And they tell her this legend that um, when the sun shines through the eye of the goat at just the right angle, mm-hmm. it glows. And if if you're looking at it when this happens, if you look away, then the devil will get you. The <laughs> devil will haunt you. He's got the most like 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 traps. This yeah. devil, like he's so you you can easily get trapped by the devil, and God is just like shouldn't have looked guess, away, man. Yeah, like that's on you. <laughs> So they so they do this and and like they they leave while she's staring at the goat right. you know because at you know very scared and and they they trap her in this area right um and so she she's just like like freaking out and this is another time where they hint at us that Volok is there but they don't actually pay right. it off uh-huh um, and then she is ultimately let out of this uh, um, chapel area by Frenchie. Right. And and then, like, uh, Frenchie, of course, is now her hero, and she wants Frenchie to date her mom and all that stuff. <laughs> I feel stuff. like this has been her goal the whole time. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, the, the bully girls are mean to Frenchie, so we know that they super-duper suck. Mm-hmm. Um and then, yeah, the uh, after all that happens, Irene and Deborah finally arrive and go see this librarian guy who yes. tells them everything they need to know <laughs> about convenience <laughs> about Saint Lucy and her eyes and how a pagan took them and set her on fire, but she survived because of the love of God or whatever, mm-hmm. and that this demon is trying to get revenge on St. Lucy by killing everyone in her bloodline, and that the, the there was a crest on the... On the, the rosary. The rosaries, yeah, yeah that the, 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 the priest was part of this bloodline. So... <sighs> So the the basic point is that if the eyes of Saint Lucy didn't exist, if they right. just got rid of if them, if they just let them decompose, right, with the rest of her, yeah, then none none of this, none of this would be happening. So instead of then going and being like, oh, well, let's just destroy the eyes of Saint Lucy, they're yeah. like, well, we'll need those to fight Volek, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that Volek can't. It can get be them. apparently used for good or evil. 
Right, yeah, they're so, they're 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 neutral these yeah, eyes. They're yeah. cool with whatever you want to yeah, do. Yeah, because whoever just decides what they want to do can just j- go and for it. And their power is whatever you want it to right. be when you need it, I guess. Yeah, just kind of like a boost. Yeah. Cuz it's not like they have a particular ability or skill. No. no. <laughs> it's not like p- plus 5 seeing eyes like I, abilities. I think that it's like, definitely 30 seconds of plus 1 holy damage. Yeah, oh yeah. No, for sure yeah (laughs) like i i yeah i i'm not really sure why we need all this background except to show us these darn pagans killing these great saints Mm -hmm. oh the saints were so good yeah yeah. right Uh yeah so we we learn that it hasn't been random it's been all targeted and and then they reveal to irene that frenchie is in fact at the boarding school. Yeah. And she knows that this isn't good because, because he was, he was possessed. possessed. So he go they go and of course it's like oh, oh Frenchie. Oh. Also by oh. the way, I just have to say uh-huh. the we we already know this. We the audience right, Yeah, we're being we told know, this, but we've already but been shown this. The, the 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 music that happens at the point when Irene learns this huge fact, earth-shattering fact. Uh-huh. The music it, it feels like it's trying to make us be like, "What a reveal." Right. But it's like we already knew that. Which again makes me think maybe Frenchie was only partially in the original script yeah. like, "Oh, Frenchie's at this place. Oh, let's go see what he's up to." But then it would once again be so little of him that it would be like, "Why do What's we care?" What's the point? Again? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, okay, so yes, we find out that uh, Frenchie's at this girl's school. Irene and Deborah meet him. Oh, goodness, it's so good to meet you. By the way, Volex and you yeah. are causing you to do all sorts of stuff. And Volex like, oh, I'm taking control now, but Full I'm not going to kill anybody. Yeah, so up until this point, Volek has sometimes used Frenchie's body as a vessel. Right. And sometimes has just appeared as Volek. Like, yeah. it's very, like, just whatever they needed to happen at the moment, but now he fully is possessed and then just walks out of the room. Yeah, and, and instead like, of, like, killing the people who are trying to stop right. Volek or anything, no, just wa- walks out of the room, and then they're like, wow, we gotta figure this out. <laughs> so, um, uh, Sophie takes them in tells them all about the the goat like i don't know how any of this is connected to volley and isn't it isn't it isn't it's connected to a goat creature demon thing that's really awesome and looks really cool and should be the the villain of this movie but isn't because they were like no you gotta have volley yeah anyway it's she goes and tells them all the stuff that those girls told her earlier. So it's just confirmed. Oh, the bullies are right. Yeah. Um, well, they, so they go they go downstairs and she shows them. Yeah. And so Sister Irene has the bright idea to send Deborah back behind the window to shine a light through so she can see for herself what's happening. Right. And in true Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost right. Ark style, we find that... It points the way to, to some treasure. Yeah. yeah, to 
dun 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 the eyes of saint lucy she figured it out like the beam of light going through the goat uh-huh. eyes where they gotta dig yeah just it, it's very Which, much like in the first movie well, it is but also it's weird because in the first movie they make such a huge deal about mary points the way right. like she's looking for signs of mary the whole time like this is what we gotta do and in this movie the fucking devil points the way yeah the de- yeah okay so like, the what? devil the devil does lead them the in the correct leads- direction and also because this used to be like a monastery why would the religious dude who built it be like i'm going to put, put the, the devil, devil as the guardian yeah. of these relics like what i do not also and i guess thereby giving it the power right to be released from the window and traumatize people yeah like why would he do that huh. it doesn't make sense this is why no, i feel like doesn't. these movies were not meant to be no. or this movie was like not meant to be what it was yeah this is not like, yeah this is not correct they no. there had to have been some backstory about an evil guy who built this yeah. section and it burnt down but that that window stayed yeah or whatever like, but like yeah it, for some reason the devil leads the way to the eyes of saint lucy which have just innumerable powers you can't even imagine what the powers are they won't even show you you'll just see some light and be like oh i guess something's happening and Uh, and as they are digging up the eyes uh sophie realizes that oh no (laughs) we've all looked away right and that turns out to be true and it's true And so she looks back at the window, and guess what's not in the window anymore? The that fucking damn, goat. That damn goat demon. But, but also, guess what? The goat's not going to torment the people that released him. Oh, no. No. The goat has better ideas. Yeah, there's kids There's to go kids torment. elsewhere, so yeah. why why would he t- pick off the people that are right there? No, he's going to go find the orphans. <laughs> I don't know why I was going to say orphans. They're not orphans. The boarding yeah. school kids. Yeah. And terrorize them for a little bit. I guess because yeah. they deserve it for some reason. Well, I mean, listen, it's interesting. They do kind of deserve it because they're they're bullies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, the the main bully gets a big old horn through the shoulder, which is like okay. That yeah, is very I in feel line like with. I Kayla Cooper yeah. probably wrote that as as she hates bullies. Just yeah. check out Malignant and Megan. <laughs> and correct, she said, "Fuck a bully." Yeah, correct yeah. opinion to have. Um, but yeah, that, that, yeah, I guess it just shows the teacher being brave or whatever, but like none of that is important. Yes. So they, they introduce this character, this demon that's really cool and then barely interacts with our main characters at all. It's all the side characters. Our main characters and that, like, it, it feels like if, if the investigation had been, leading them to all this backstory about this goat creature and stuff like that could have been so cool but instead no we have to right. throw volik in because that's the recognizable yeah IP. yeah and and i guess you know people be like but where's the nun and it's like well the title goes it, both ways right. there's a nun that's not that nun. yeah there's and that so one's not nuns. even a nun that's a demon a deem nun deem nun <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, they uh, now we got um, uh, uh, Irene and Deborah end up fighting Volek down in the the basement of this church, which just, oh yes, oh yes. Which, By the way, uh-huh. conveniently uh, okay. for our story, yeah. <laughs> in between being the monastery oh, right. and being a a boarding school, uh-huh. guess what it was? 
It was a winery. Of course it was guess, a winery. Guess why it was a winery? <laughs> because what what do Catholics believe that you can do to the to wine? You turn it into the blood of Christ. You can turn blo- wine into the blood of Jesus. What? Guess guess what what they want to use to defeat Volok? The blood, the blood of, of Christ. Wow. Yeah. How how convenient for us. And it's the same ending as the first one. The first one ends when they sp- like she spits that blood of Christ yeah. in Navalny's face or whatever. Yeah. And so the 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 concept is the exact same. They were like, let's just redo that, but uh, with the 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 entire uh, like s- middle bit where Irene or not uh, Deborah gets to also learn yes. that, in fact, the Eucharist does turn into yes. the blood of Christ because it kills the demon. But also conveniently, uh-huh. our, our, our dear sister Irene, who should know, who should know that you can do that right. it, because like, she thinks of it instantly when the movie needs for her to, right, but didn't doesn't try that at first. Right. <laughs> so she goes through this whole thing with Volek uh-huh. Like doing the thing to her, that yeah, and she catches on fire yeah. just like Saint Lucy did. Uh, so yeah, Volek does. So I guess say, uh, Sister Irene is of the same mm-hmm. bloodline, like descendant of, and yeah, she she gets uh, caught on fire like the priest and Saint Lucy. Uh, but much like St. Lucy, she is not harmed yeah, don't by worry. the fire. We wouldn't do that to a main right. character. And then she and Sister Deborah. Uh, say the prayer to turn the wine into the blood of Christ, which I guess increases its volume as it then bursts oh out God. of the wine yes. cask. Like it is, <laughs> it is literally ripping off the shining yeah. so much. Yeah, big red wave coming yeah. at her. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it looked cool, but it, was, it wasn't it was original. Cool. So, well, that's fine. I'm fine with it not being original. It was one of the coolest images in a very boring movie. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah at that point I was like well at least that was good and then I'm like oh good it's over but no it's not over because we gotta remember Frenchie we're so worried about him he's got to wake up in a hospital bed and then walk over to his tomato plants that are important yes because apparently she, whenever, this is very significant whenever She's remembering Frenchie in the middle of the movie. She has a flashback to her giving him some tomato seeds. And now he's tending to his tomato plants after having been possessed by a demon. And I'm not kidding you. I... (laughs) I didn't understand why this would matter at all, but a person in the row in front of me raised their hands and audibly said yes when he walked over to the tomato plant. So I don't know what's going on so these it's like, days. Like, <laughs> yay, his plants grew, I don't but, know what but they, they were... showed them earlier in the movie anyway. They did. They showed that he had been growing the plants. Not long after they showed that she had given him the seeds. Right. So there was no like thing to celebrate. And I was wondering if I had missed something. But I think they missed I something. I think so. I think they thought, oh, that's the payoff to the tomato yeah. seeds earlier. And I was sitting there just like, wait a second. Yeah. Are those significant? Where I thought we already saw that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was wild. It was it was wild. This movie really thinks that we care about a lot of things that we don't care about. Yeah, why would we care about? I I just don't I don't understand. Maybe I missed something in the first one where Frenchie is supposed to be kind of comic relief, mm-hmm. and then he's and supposed to be the less worrisome 
uh, like uh, possession target. Because yeah. if Irene gets uh, possessed in the first one, we're worried. Right. If he gets possessed, we're like, eh. Yeah, but, but then now in this one, we he's have like to a care. hero and he's charming yeah. and yes. sweet. And so it's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, they do make him, they do develop the character, yeah. but it's like, I don't care. Right. I'm not because interested. they haven't, they haven't developed anything enough for it to matter right. long term. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. yeah, they like show him maybe potentially having a relationship with the teacher, but then also the second Irene shows up, it's like he's that's like all into he's... her again. Yeah, because yeah. he was into her in the first one. And like, it's like, but I mean, buddy. Like, yeah, it's not gonna not... happen. <laughs> She's not gonna have none of it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I I'm just saying that they're they're. It feels to me. There was a script where it is a it is about a sister Deborah who maybe has her own faith issues, mm-hmm. and then Sister Irene takes her on this mission because Sister Irene knows I I learned through doing you right. know yeah, and so she takes her on this mission to this girls' school where there's this goat demon. Right. And they work together and deal with that goat demon and Frenchie's not there and yeah. neither is Volek. Yeah. Because Frenchie's got a future movie and Volek's got right. a future movie. Right. But Sister Irene doesn't. Yeah. We don't know what happens to her. Right. So why does why can't she be the fucking focus of the story? Yeah. And it would it would fix so many things. Like yeah. it would just make it so much more interesting. Yep. So much more um just like not not disjointed like yeah, it would be disjointed. it would be a very followable yeah. story yeah i i think they missed out on a lot of opportunity and i do i'd like to know what the original Akela Cooper script looked like i'd like to know if Ian Goldberg and Richard Nang even had much time to really develop it or if they were like kind of like tied down to a lot of elements that they couldn't change and whatnot because her name does still end up on the screenplay so like clearly they didn't get to change a lot of the characters or main like settings what but did get to change enough that they they became first on the screenplay so like i'd like to just know what happened there (laughs) like and the movie's successful so we're never going to get an interview where they explain why this is like you never go back and explain a successful movie like it was a fuck up like i don't know like we we were taking a shit and we were like (laughs) i guess we could do this yeah like so yeah we may never know but i i i think that like there probably was a much tighter script that relied far less on the first one right far less on volek yeah and the producers probably smartly seeing as how successful it's been so far we're like no you have to have volek in there that's what people love like that is that's the Freddy Krueger. It's like, it's like you know, it's like yeah. it's like Halloween three taking out uh, Michael Myers. Even if you create a great movie, the people aren't gonna go see it. They're gonna be mad because Michael Myers isn't in it. Yeah, it's just so annoying that they like made the character not scary anymore. You know, yeah, like yeah, they really did. It, it wasn't as scary. A lot more CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what like I love. Like that's part of what I really liked about that character was yeah. that it's still like I don't know what it is for me. It just like for some reason it really just. I do me wonder out. about that because I'm not like I I thought about this the other day when we watched the nun, the first one that like I. The only reference I have for nuns is horror movies and porn. 
I've yeah. never known a nun. Yeah, me either. I don't have any connection to nuns. Well, I mean, it's not just the nun. It, like, no, I know, but like, I, I feel like, but it is like a ton of people are afraid of nuns because they had terrible yeah. experiences with nuns. Yeah, I have zero experience with a nun, and then also the other element is it's a demon, which I mean, I'm yeah, not afraid like, of. So, like, I guess it just doesn't hit for me but because just, of this. Well, things. I think it's just like, I don't know, like the face is like, her face is fucked. Like, yeah, no, like yes. that's what's scary to me. Like, they do a good jo- job of putting be... that makeup and using the dark and the, the light of the, the habit and all that stuff to make it look scary. So, yes, yes I that do. That is what is scary to yeah. me, just like the way that, that it looks. But like in this one, it just, it loses so much of that, yes. that power that it's it like, oh, I'm mad that you made a thing that is like so, like a feeling that I'm constantly searching for in horror like I'm mad that you like made it less powerful to me yeah no I, I understand that yeah. like it, it's one of those things where like I guess people probably felt that way about say like Jason around mm. Friday the 13th part 6 yeah which is maybe my favorite Friday the 13th <laughs> but I'm a weirdo uh, but I, he is in, entirely defanged because of the comedy and stuff like yeah. that. And in this case, you're entirely defanging because I feel like a lot of what makes uh, Volek scary in The Conjuring Two and in The Nun is the physical performance. Yes, and they use CGI instead yeah. of allowing the physical performance. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So it just loses that, and that's that's part of what I have like loved so much about the James Wan movies and stuff is that so much of it is practical effects, so much of it is makeup, uh-huh. and that's like that's why it's scary because it's tangible because those creatures are in the room right. with the main characters mm. they're there and there's yeah. a, you can tell the difference yes. when it's a computer that put it in afterwards right. or when that presence you is really there yeah the and yeah. so like when it's cgi it's like there i know no matter how much i pretend i know there's no threat here yeah and I mean, if we're if we're gonna praise the physical performance, we should probably name Bonnie Aarons. Oh yeah, as totally. The, the, you know, she's she's uh, amazing in so many things, mm-hmm. from you know Mulholland Drive and Princess Diaries, movies yes, that you uh-huh. love. Yeah, to to this, like she she's great. Yeah, and yeah, using CGI because the thing about part of it is the look is her face, like mm-hmm. her facial features. So when you turn it into CGI, you've You've cheapened something right. that is completely natural. Right. Like she is a unique looking individual. Yeah. You cannot with, and then when you put them the, put the, the makeup, makeup on, on, you're really like showing just, off those features. Then when you turn it to CGI, it's like, well, this is silly. Yeah. That's yeah. cartoonish. Right. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Yeah. No, so I I, I think yeah, I, I I really like I was mostly just bored by the movie, uh, but I I did like uh, as we said, the priest catching on fire. Uh, I liked the goat uh, demon, and I liked uh, always. Oh, you said the newsstand, mm-hmm. and um, the the when the casket or the casks of wine all exploded yeah. with the blood of <laughs> Jesus wine coming yeah. out. That was a cool moment. Those were all good and great visuals and whatnot. Just in between, I don't very really care. aimless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just very loosely strung together nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you've made it this far, uh, you now know everything that happens in the movie. If for some reason that has possessed you to go and see <laughs> the movie, uh, cool. I fucking enjoy it. Uh, otherwise, uh, we will 
we will see you next time probably uh if, if you're a patreon patron we'll see you at the end of this month on hell rankers uh and i'll be talking to you on the demons episode in a couple of days we love you bye, bye.